Welcome to Gain That Tune. Taking a minute to soak that in, man. It's been so long. That's a theme I haven't heard in a long, long time. Man, feels like it's been, I don't know, since last year. <laughs> since, I've heard, since I've heard those old game that tune beeps and boops. God damn it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> What's going on, everybody? It's game that tune. We're back in the house once again. Man, for the first time in a brand new year. 2024. What a year. It's already been three days into it. The best year of our lives so far. It's your boy John Harrington here. I've got my good friend John Regan with me. Johnny, happy new year. How are you? I'm doing pretty good, man. I'm doing pretty good. Um, did a lot of uh, programming over the break. Did a lot of uh, uh, interesting things with computers and... Uh, uh, some crazy things happening. I'll, I'll tell you about them later, though. But uh, yeah, doing pretty good. You? I'm, I'm great, man. I wasn't really asking, but um, <laughs> it's great to hear, man. It's great to hear. We got David Fleming with us. Say hey. Hey. Hey, David. Happy New Year, man. Happy New Year, John. Thank you. Thank you. And of course, we've got Jesse Moore with us. Jesse, say hey. Hey. How are you, man? Great. You, I am asking. Oh, okay. Um, doing great. Um, just real excited about getting back into the swing of things. And yeah. It feels good, man. You know, yeah. It's just going to be guys. a good vibe having time on, on Game That Tune. Game That Tune. Entering the new year with fantastic good feelings. You know, just joy all around. Uh, happy to be back after our winter uh, break of sorts. Um, so happy to be back in, you know, in your uh, your eye holes for our live viewers and your ear holes for our podcast listeners. It just brings us uh, brings us great joy to be back. If you've forgotten who we were, uh, we are Game That Tune, the uh, internet's greatest video game music guessing game podcast. And uh, what we're going to do is the same thing that we've done for nearly every single episode of the show. We've each brought three songs from a game. We're going to try and guess each other's games based on the songs with a little bit of trivia to assist us. We're going to goof off. We're going to have a lot of fun. The winner at the end of the night picks the theme for the next episode and plays some bonus tunes. And our winner, before we went on a long break, I believe it was John Regan. Yes, it was. Fantastic, man. Oh, because that's why we went on break. <laughs> right. So happy that you sent us on that break by winning the last episode. Um, but we're back. We're feeling good. The vibes are right. And uh, you get to tell us the theme for tonight's episode. Yeah, so uh, everything was feeling real good. So I decided to bring the mood down a bit and pick uh, games that make you rage. I don't. I didn't like how good everyone right. was feeling. It's not. It's not healthy. I think everyone needs to be a bit angry sometimes. So uh, games that make you rage. It's really funny, man. We really probably should have taken this this break and just 
change that theme so that that's not what we're returning with. <laughs> like, why didn't we discuss the possibility of simply not coming back with rage games? Um, Welcome back, game that tune. Hey, fuck you. Yeah, yeah. It's we all had a great break. We're happy to see each other, but also fuck each other. Um, wait, that came out wrong. Yeah, huh? yeah. <laughs> We're finally gonna do it, guys. Mm-hmm. This, you know, this podcast is changing <laughs> gears. The Daisy Strictly Jane that tune. Uh, you know, Twitch is just you know becoming chatterbait so gradually. I barely even noticed. Um, but yeah, um, man, yeah, so it's going to be rage games, games that, uh, make us feel rage. An emotion that I don't feel towards video games very often anymore. You know, it's, it's funny. We're all grown men now. I would imagine that, uh, we either enjoy the games that we play or we simply stop playing them. Um, I, I predict that this episode will either be games that we you know, played for a couple of hours and then just immediately quit or games that we were stuck playing as, uh, as youths. And, you know, just when we had no, uh, no car, no better option, limited resources to, uh, to acquire new games, that kind of thing. I'm curious to see, uh, what kind of rage inducing games we've got for tonight's episode. But, um, most importantly, again, just happy to be back. Good to see you guys. Good to be making a new episode of game that tune. You know, I'm not gonna let the let the rage and the hate flow through me. I'm gonna keep the I'm gonna keep the good vibes going, at least until it's time to discuss my game. Um, so we should just jump into it, man. We've got five fantastic games. We've got a fantastic fan request, and uh, Johnny, I think it's just time for the first time in 2024. Hit game one, baby. Game one.
right. So uh, this game received a day one patch to remove a potentially seizure-inducing episode. gentlemen uh do you have your answers written down if you need a moment i have an additional piece of trivia i don't have anything to write my answer on my uh my answer pad took a walk sometime in the last six weeks so i'm going to say my answer out loud before the other guys show theirs uh that's fine i'm gonna give additional trivia anyhow uh no review copies of this game were sent out to publications <laughs> I oh I can't if you played this I have questions. All right, uh, I'm gonna find a pen and paper for the rest of the show. My answer is Balan Wonderworld. I wrote Ooh. jazz. All right, so uh, Johnny says jazz. Uh, sadly incorrect. Jesse and John are both correct. This is Balan Wonderworld. <laughs> what a game. Excuse me. Uh, Balan Wonderworld. Um, so this game is atrocious. Yeah. They Did you play soon, it? They soon arrested the guy who made it. Oh, damn it, Jesse. Oh, you, like, you spoiled the whole ending of my segment. <laughs> oh, wow. Jeez. Way sorry. to go, Jesse. Just jumped right to the ending. <laughs> This, just, this is the game that basically ended the career of Yuji Naka, yeah. one of the co-creators of Sonic the Hedgehog. What? Mm-hmm. Yeah. He so, co-created wait, Sonic the Hedgehog? This is, I was going to say, this is news to Johnny? Johnny didn't follow this? <laughs> well, no, I know Yuji Naka is that guy who got arrested. I didn't really see co-created Sonic the Hedgehog. That's news to me. 
<laughs> Johnny's a fan of Sonic. He's not the fan of anybody that made Sonic. <laughs> the fucking Sega Jones over here. Sonic the personality, so, yeah. not so much Sonic the IP. Johnny Johnny likes the real Sonic. So yeah, um, Yuji Naka co-created Sonic the Hedgehog, um, made a bunch of other games, partnered with Square Enix to make a 3D platformer collectathon type game. It was terrible, which I will gladly get into. Uh, and then like two or three months afterwards, he got arrested for insider trading. Um, yeah, he he named like his his subsidiary company under Square Enix. He named like Balan Company because he was so confident in this game. It did so bad that he immediately parted with Square Enix, and then a couple months later got arrested. Poor guy, man. Um, yeah, this game is awful, and. It, it fits the theme because I was infuriated and full of rage because I thought this game was going to be really fun. Because Square Enix makes really good games. Yuji Naka created one of the best platforming mascots ever. They partnered to make a 3D collectathon platforming game. Like, hell yeah, this is going to be great. It's not. It's really, really not. Um, it's really funny because you said those three things and none of those sound like they add up to being a good game, depending on your perspective on things like, you know, a uh, 3D collectathon platformer, a, a style that some might argue fell out of fashion, I don't know, 23 years ago, um, made by you know the guy that created Sonic with modern Square Enix. Like, it, you know, it's... Uh, I'm not sure if that's a recipe for what anybody would have expected, like, to be a success. So, I mean, I could see where those ingredients wouldn't come out to, like, a triple layer cake. But they definitely didn't come out to the flaming cow turd that is this game. Um, so, I... I'm not, like, a graphics whore. Like, I'm not that kind of, like, presentation is everything that matters. Um, mm. But this game, the the only way that you can get it to play at all is if you lower every setting to the bare minimum. Like, this game only works in, like, 30 FPS. Um, mm. If you increase anything in this game um at least performance wise like it will crash and it will stutter and it will play at like seven frames per second it's it's really bad like to the point where you you can't play the game which is kind of a huge knock against it um sure once you can actually play the game um the the other major issue that I have with it is actually like in its design because the whole conceit of the game it's it's kind of like Nights into Dreams where there's this like magical mystical character named Balan who has this evil twin named Lance like Balan Lance Balance okay cute little word pun there oh that sucks. <laughs> <laughs> you, you <laughs> have to. Fun sucks. 
you go into like different worlds. Each world is based on a character who has their own personal story and you have to kind of like fix their problem and everything like the I think the first world there's a farmer and you have to like help them grow their crops and everything there's a world the the water world is like a woman who got knocked into the sea by a dolphin you have to help them swim back like there's all these cutesy little stories and everything um the way that you do this you play as this a male or female like teenage character you collect different costumes and each costume gives you a different ability again on paper sounds cool so far they wanted to make it accessible and like open to everybody of all skill types so all of the buttons are jump you just explore these levels and a b x y jumps fine no problem when you collect one of these costumes that has like an ability um Whatever the ability is, it's not like, oh, you got the, like, water gun costume, so A and B are now jump, X and Y are now shoot water. No, all of your action buttons become whatever your costume does. So, like, if the costume is to shoot a projectile, you can no longer jump in the game. So if you hmm. get to a section where you have to, like, climb stairs, you have to intentionally get hit to lose your power to be able to jump again. I love that. Well, just to climb stairs? I mean, that's, you know, seems like stairs would be walkable anyway, but, yeah. Well, but I mean, hmm. like, you lose your ability to jump. Um, if, for, for some reason, you get a costume that has because there are costumes and powers that have you like shoot lasers or run super fast or turn invisible if the action isn't mapped to a button it then becomes a random change so like you're in an invisibility costume you can still jump but like every three to five seconds you just turn invisible or, like, every three to five seconds, you shoot a projectile. Or every, like, couple of seconds, you just dash and get super fast when you move. But you oh, can still good. jump. Yeah, like, the, the design in this game is baffling. It's so bad. I, yeah, no, that's, that sounds really bad. I kind of love the idea of having a game with intentionally poor mechanics, you know, that you have to, like, figure out, like, like the game, like, the mechanics are a puzzle, and you have to figure out how to deal with it. That sounds kind of, kind of interesting. I don't think that's what they're going mm -hmm. for, though, in this one. No, yeah, no, absolutely too much, not. Too much, like, AAA development and too much money on the line for that to be, like, <laughs> bad play in this game this sounds like they just did a really bad job but that does <laughs> the way johnny describes it sound like a more interesting game like you're, you're you have a power foisted upon you and you have to figure out how to navigate the game you know after no no longer being able to jump or where you're constantly shooting bullets out of your head or whatever uh you know that that does sound appealing in a certain game in like a giant you know, crazy graphics showcase from square enix <laughs> uh, no 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 hold on like what <laughs> I, I I almost get the every button is jump thing. I mean, like, that's like the original Sonic. Like, you know, Sonic, when you get right down to it, 
just kind of rolls and jumps in the original game. But like, that doesn't work in like 3D at all. <laughs> like, it, you got to be able to do something well, more. And then if, if you add in like a Kirby mechanic to it where you get fucking abilities, you have to be able to either control the ability or, yeah, you know, or, you know, maybe not. Yeah. Oof, God, it's, it's, you know, boggling my mind how awfully conceived and this is. And again, mm. it, it makes perfect sense to have all of your buttons as jump. And then you get an ability, and some of your buttons become this ability, but they don't do that. And I, well, I cannot. But, I mean, it's all or nothing. You can't. I cannot stress this point to you enough. One of the costumes renders you invisible. So imagine playing like a 3D platformer, and you have no control, and randomly your character just turns invisible, like. This shit is so bad. Cow, I mean, we say it's it just good. like that on its own. It sounds awesome. <laughs> but again, that's what I expect no, it from like... No, Johnny. I expect to see that from well, the cool, like darling kind of, indie game, you know. But it's Or it sounds like the kind of thing that would be happening in like a single level of like a Captain Toad game, where the focus isn't necessarily on action. It's on very slow, deliberate, like puzzle-style movements. But like, no, not if you're running around like a fanciful world trying to collect things and I assume deal with enemies in some capacity. You don't really just want to turn invisible at random. Like that, that doesn't sound like a worthwhile ability. Even if you can still jump. Like I don't know. Yeah, like imagine Mario 3D world, but every five seconds you just turn invisible. Now is it so like the enemies can't see you or is there is it just you yeah, turn how do the enemies respond? <laughs> Like, what? Is there well, a point see, to being invisible? Not really. No. <laughs> I mean, honestly, not really, because, like, you can still jump on enemies to defeat them, but the enemies also don't, like, seek out to attack you. They're just kind of scattered about for you. So don't get like, that suit. Yeah, just don't. Yeah, exactly. Don't use it. <laughs> well, and that's the thing. Like, there are so many power-ups in this game that are just carbon copies. Like, there's a pig that lets you do a ground pound, and then later in the game you get, like, I think it's like a steam engine that lets you do a ground pound. Like, it's the exact same <laughs> thing. Like, there, there is a costume in the game where you become... It's like a mech suit based off of a faucet, so you're just spitting water... Um, you can jump, so you just spit water randomly, but you also get a costume where you turn into a dragon, where you can spit a fireball, but you get control of that one. So you can't jump, but you can spit a projectile out. It's the exact same thing. So it's, you're saying... There are so many things in this game that are just baffling. No, Johnny, fire and water are not the same thing. What? No, what? Whoa, whoa. No, I'm, you're saying Square Enix made a game where there was a train that could give you a power, and instead of giving you the ability to suplex, it gave you a ground pound ability. That's I'm very disappointed in that, because suplexing the train is one of the greatest things that's ever occurred in gaming. And so if a train's going like, to give you well, power, and it's Square Enix, it should be a suplex move. I feel like Square <laughs> may have just published it. Yeah, oh, I was no, gonna they say they didn't develop it. Hmm. I mean, it was it was you know fucking insider trading, uh, you know Martha Stewart guy. Um, insider suplexing. But uh, yeah, no, 
Right. <laughs> and so, you know, Sonic never suplexed anybody, especially not the original Sonic. Um, so, you know, this guy, I don't know, man. This Yuji Naka fella, he just sounds like some fucking real shady character. Just taking, you know, poor Square Enix's money, promising <laughs> them some hot new property, and instead he delivers them a fucking a magic top hat with, <laughs> you know, fucking just all the buttons make you jump. It's like, and then, of course, he gets arrested for insider trading. Yeah, good. This man deserved his downfall. <laughs> like this, yeah, this is the most diabolical grift in the history of Japanese gaming, and I'm not prepared to back that up. Um, Again, ugh. I want to stress all of all of these problems with like getting a costume, not being able to jump, and then getting to a platform section where you need to jump. Like this is all based on when you can play the game. Because the performance is so bad that sometimes the frame rate just crashes. Like, it's it's really bad, y'all. Sounds bad. Yeah. It is. I take it there, you, uh, you, you attempted to play it and didn't like it. Yes. Um, I will here. say there, there are two worthwhile things that have come out of this game. Uh, one is the character design for Balan and Lance. They look like cool yeah. characters, and just like looking at the concept art, I'm in favor of it. Um, the other thing, and I'm not sure how we feel about shouting out people on the show, but there is a, a YouTuber named Choctopus, um, like Octopus, but with chalk in front, um, who did a playthrough of this game, and his lit Let's Play of this game legitimately one of the funniest videos I've ever seen on YouTube. Um, mainly to watch him suffer through this game, because it's really bad, and it's really frustrating. You know, I don't know what this show stands is on shouting out YouTuber Let's Plays. I feel like that's literally never happened in the entire history of this show. So, Johnny, you're the king of the show. How do you yeah. feel oh, about it? Johnny, you cool with David having to shout out a YouTube Let's Player? Uh, no, I think David needs to do a few rosaries after the show for shouting out a YouTube list player. Mm. God damn it. Yeah, that was, that was weird. <laughs> oh, I love it. Man, well, David, uh, you know, great start to the show. I mean, what a, you know, what a rage-inducing game wrapped up in a, uh, you know, beautiful, happy, uh, you know, enjoyable music-having package. Um... Yeah, I uh, yeah, I hate it, <laughs> but I don't hate the it's, pick. It's it. Uh, you should. It is a game worthy of being hated. Good, very good to know. Is there anything else that needs to be said? Uh, you know, uh, is Yuji in prison for a while, or should we be expecting Balan Wonderworld two at some point? Uh, God, I hope not. Okay. Game two.
Alright guys, so a uh, little fun fact about this game is um, a core mechanic of the game is that you're you're playing with a bunch of characters who are stuck in a time loop with amnesia. Uh, and as you proceed through the game, you get to unlock their memories and eventually find out who the actual true final boss is. Who's got some uh, some answers? Oh yeah! All right, my camera. Let's see. I think John found something to write on. Okay, great. Uh, this is waiting on Jesse. So let's see here. So Jesse says penis, which is incorrect. David says um, I can't read it, but it's it's not right. I'll tell you that much. And then John says Lost Col Memories, the JRPG. Thank you. Lost Memories, JRPG. And John says, Cobalt Core, Cobalt Car is correct. This is Cobalt Core. Uh, this is our fan request for the evening from Taylor Y in our Discord, one of the best places to make your requests. Um, this is a uh, like a, a card deck building roguelike game uh, where you are controlling a I'm ship in already space. already checked out. <laughs> um it's it's pretty neat looking it's got, it's got a cool pixel art style um and as you play through the game you're collecting cards uh and your battles are done you know via playing cards so you have cards to do things like evade or there's shield cards there's weapon cards um so as you play the game you're running you'll run into say another spaceship and you'll get to see like oh like in one more turn they're gonna attack I need to figure out what I'm going to do in this turn. You can see where they're going to attack, so you can kind of like figure out your strategy. Um, you get to, to stock a ship with like three different characters. Each character has a different um, specialty they bring. So one character will bring you a lot of shield cards. One character will bring you a lot of uh, you know attack cards, and you know and so on, things like that. Um, and David, go on. I'm sorry. It's it's a game where you're like defending your spaceship or whatever, and you can tell where the enemy is attacking, so you can prep for it. 
I, I think so. What the hell sense does that make? Like, I've I've never watched an episode of Star Trek where the Klingons are like, we are going to shoot our lasers at this section. Like, how would you know? Well, you're right. But I think the idea here is you don't know what cards you're going to get either. So... I feel like there has right. to be. They got to tell you at least one thing, right? You know, otherwise it'd just, it'd just I be also pure haven't chaos. seen any episodes of Star Trek in which they draw cards to decide how they're going to defend or attack the Klingons. Wait, have you so. seen any episodes of Star Trek lately? No, it's all, it's all cards, oh. man. <laughs> yeah, do they? Uh, did I miss the you card episode for a second? Was that one of the ones you told me Define to watch? Lately, <laughs> are we talking the original series? Are we talking Deep Space Nine? Like. Because I know they I, play poker a lot in Next Gen. But does it, like, affect how they defend an attack? <laughs> in one episode, it kind of does. God, I would love to see an episode of Star Trek where, like, yeah, they, they they get into a battle and they have somebody bring out tarot cards and use that to figure out what it is they're going to do next. I mean, that's pretty much what fucking, um, what, um, Deanna Troy does. Like, she's as reliable as a deck of tarot cards. Fucking, oh, I'm, uh... You know, what were they called? Um, fuck. David, help Furns. me out. Empath? For Deanna Troy, what are, what are they called? Betazoids. She's half Betazoid. So she's like oh, yeah. an empath. And allegedly she can, you know, uh, like read people's emotions and stuff. But half the time she's very unreliable. And like, it's like, are you supposed to be a Betazoid or what? And she's like, I mean, we all know why Deanna Troy was on the show. It was not for her empathetic abilities. It was for her cleavage. I'm like, let's be real. Maybe. It could could be two things. But Jada did, he did make a cake that looked like her and it was real fucked up when they started eating it. That's true. Yeah. So yeah, Cobalt Core. We've totally lost John. <laughs> Cobalt Core is a pretty good soundtrack, which I think is why it was uh, requested. Uh, this has been on the GT mm-hmm. Radio for a while over at gtcradio.com. Uh, you should check that out. Uh, it's a pretty great soundtrack. I- I- I'm a pretty big fan of it. Uh, the actual game, I don't know a goddamn thing about it, but uh, <laughs> but the the soundtrack, quite good. Quite good. Quite good to listen to. Yep, that's what we like around here. Yeah, especially I, in terms of a fan request. If we can't talk knowingly about it, at least give us a good soundtrack. I'd well, like so I to did, say that... I, I did reach I out to Taylor and said, so what about this game makes you rage, you know, specifically? <laughs> it's basically that there's a lot of luck-based mechanics in this game. Like, sometimes, yeah. after, after you beat a battle, you'll get cards. And sometimes you'll get, like, one good card, sure, but sometimes you just get nothing but three shitty cards, and there's nothing you can do about it. Because it's, it's random every time. It's a roguelike. Boo. And then he yeah, chatted I, I, a little, I, little I bit. I found that... Oh, go ahead. Go ahead, David. No, I was just going to say, I've found that as I've gotten older, I have less tolerance for luck-based things. Like, no, when, when I do well, I want to be rewarded. I don't want to win a match and then get, like, three shitty things. Hmm. I'm and interested yeah. in playing this game. It looks it looks pretty cool. I th- isn't it made by the same people who did FTL? Oh, I don't know that. I do know it is clearly inspired by FTL. It looks a uh, lot like FTL. 
the menus. Yeah, it's made by Brace Yourself Games. Um, I'm looking at what games they've done. Oh, they've done Crypt of the Necrodancer? Oh my god. (laughs) I should have known that. Uh, But did they do FTL? I don't think they did. Uh, I think... Did they beat the Young Bucks? No, not... That's FTR. (laughs) Oh, that's the other side of the thing. FTL, FTR, sorry. Yeah. But no, uh, there's definitely some FTL inspiration here. There's definitely some Into the Breach inspiration. Uh, so there's a few mechanics that are pretty much straight out of Into the Breach. Um, and there's also, the chat is mentioning, there's some great Hades-like dialogue going on between characters, which sounds pretty fun. Um, and, you know, the pixel art's pretty, you know, pretty good, pretty cute. It's a, it's a cute-looking game. Looks a lot of fun. Uh, you're in space. Space! You know, you're 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 fighting things with there uh, your spaceships, and yeah, that's about all I know about the game. To be perfectly honest, that's all you need to know, man. So yeah, um, unless anybody else has anything to say about it, I think we can move on. Game
All right. Um, so, <coughs> in 2023, the um, developers of this game were um, responding to Steam reviews, uh, saying that their criticism was false and that they should uh, play the game longer and uh, that then they would feel better about the game. Let's see some answers. He, David says, um, something introducing Star Wars game. Some rage-inducing Star oh, Wars game. No, that is incorrect. Um, and John and Johnny with the correct answer, Starfield and Friends. <laughs> Starfield! <laughs> My nebula! <laughs> that was this the closest game, space word I could think of that sounds like lasagna. <laughs> and it really doesn't. I mean, you're in the ballpark. Yeah. <laughs> so, is it, it really, is nebula in the ballpark of lasagna? Depends on how you make your lasagna. Do you have a better three-syllable uh, space word that ends in A that sounds more like lasagna? I mean, I didn't think I was going to be put on the spot, so... Yeah. Well, yeah, sure. well, if I can do the call-out, you, you can stand up for yourself. I'm sure there's a lasagna nebula somewhere out there, yeah. but... <laughs> I'm sure. Just look at space. It's like a big lasagna. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, this this game, Starfield, uh, what a whirlwind. Um, like, I bought into the hype. I was really excited for this game. You know, Bethesda's next Skyrim, but in space. And, like... Space! Uh, 
I played this game for fucking 50 hours, too. Let's just get that out of the way. So, like, this isn't just really? like, this isn't a just, you know, oh, I played for 10 minutes and it was too talky or whatever. No, this is a game that, you know, I started, like, started kind of slow. And then I was like, huh, this game's all right. You know, the shooting's pretty good. You get to go to space. Making your spaceship is neat. Um, but then just the more I played it, and also I think I was maybe a little persuaded by um, other, you know, outlets talking about the game. And most of them, you know, were saying things that I were realizing that were they were right. And I was just kind of just dealing with it. Like... Uh-oh. Like, okay, so one of my worries when this game was being talked about before it came out was like, it's just going to be No Man's Sky. And which, cool, Bethesda's take on No Man's Sky, that seems fine. But I was hoping it'd be different. Well, I got that monkey's paw wish. Because, um, like, for for whatever reason, the sp- like the space element of the game feels like an occasionally interactive loading screen. Like, you can't do anything in space. You can fly around, um, and sometimes there's a ship you can, like, hail or or attack or, or trade with. But, like, you can't, like, fly from one planet to the other planet. So it's kind of pointless. Like, you, you go to your map and you're like, I want to go to this planet. So then you appear in front of that planet. And there's some space. Sometimes there's some shit you can talk to. And then you say, okay, well, now I want to land on the planet. So you have to go into another menu. And so right there, you're like, this is, seems like you're trying to get to your elbow from your asshole, you know? And it's like, uh, you never Wait. heard that? I'm not sure that's the way it's phrased. Oh, well, building your ship... It's probably the coolest part of the game because you can make some real goofy looking shit. And it's all like NASA punk, so it's all like boxy and and this looks like a big box mess in space. And so that's that's fun. Cause then like the little things you build, you actually get to go in and you're like, oh hey, this is neat. I built this and now I can go in it. And now I can fill it with like stupid shit which that's that's the cool part about the game is it still has that little bit of bethesda charm where you can just be like okay i'm gonna collect this and so when i built my character i wanted to be dave lister from red dwarf because i was like oh this will be kind of similar kind of tech and also you could your starting class i picked chef because there's the one episode where he takes the chef exam and um yeah he take he passes he becomes yeah. a chef exam and he's a step above list yeah or uh rumor but so i was collecting curry uh cigarettes uh alcohol because uh, apparently in this future people still fucking smoke it up in space so that like there was some cool aspects of it the nasa punk like style is neat like it reminds me of like you remember in Alien when you see, like, the inside of the ship and there's, like, fucking cassette tapes laying around? And you're like, this is the future and we still got cassette tapes? This fucking is weird. Um, so it does have that cool aesthetic. But, like, you land on a planet and then it's empty as shit. And, like, 
one of the things they would say is like, hey, you know, when the astronauts landed on the moon, the moon was empty and that was still exciting. And it's like, what the fuck, guys? A video yeah, game Part of is- the appeal of exploring a video game space is that you can put more things in it than there is in actual yeah. space. Like- also... Landing, like, legit, actual landing on the moon is a lot different than playing a fucking video game, you idiots. Like, like look, if I want to experience the emptiness of the moon, I would just go to the moon, okay? I can do yeah. that anytime I want. The whole point of the game is to escape reality. Yeah. And it's like, none of the characters are very interesting. Like, I end up joining the, like, space pirate people, and, like... Then you're just on, like, a dirty ship, and you're like, oh, cool, I'm on a a spaceship where everyone smokes too much, and, (laughs) and it's, I don't know, the game, it's just, it was disappointing. Like, it's a fine game. It sounds like like a, a game with a lot of promise, and it's a big letdown. I feel like we're not really touching enough on the fact that apparently, if I'm hearing this right, Bethesda... The developer of the game, a, a large, you know, historically successful video game publisher and developer, they were on Steam responding to individual yes. people's reviews. Yeah, like I said, like, they were telling people that the moon was empty when astronauts landed there, and that was I feel, exciting. I feel like not enough is being made of that. Like, you know, what, what poor intern was tasked with fucking going on Steam and just being like... Yeah, that's that's the job of like a hotel GM to yeah. be like, hey, I'm really sorry about your stay. I'm sorry that like you know there was a vomit stain on your carpet. We'd love to offer you a free night if you'd like to come back and you know try us again or you know give us you know give you a free breakfast yeah. or some shit. It's not on Bethesda to go on Steam and be like, you didn't get it. Space is empty and we made an empty game. Like it it, it doesn't seem like a a, a major publisher should be responding to people like that. It it doesn't feel right. <laughs> like yeah, it feels out of character. I like the idea unusual. that it's not I like the idea that it's not an intern being made to do it, but an intern decided that they're gonna do it. You know, just oh, on their own. Right. Or alternatively, it's not an intern at all. It's the CEO of Bethesda. It's, it's Todd <laughs> Howard's out there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I put my you know, heart and soul into that game. My big empty heart and soul, and now I'm gonna defend it to every single person that says something bad about it. <laughs> that is the ultimate dick move of any creative endeavor to come out like, no 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 no. Everything I did is perfect. You just don't get it. It gets real good after ninety hours, trust me. <laughs> Jeez. I mean, yeah, no, it's uh Yeah. I, I don't know, man. That's, yeah, that's fucking wild. Luckily, lucky for me, so, it was so a what Game Pass. Did, what did Todd game, Howard so. say to you, Jesse? What did what did you fucking say that got his uh, attention so badly? Did you uh do it, were you one of the ones he responded to? No, no, no. I just I just read about this. Oh, okay. It was like, like, why? Why did you guys do this? Have you thought about going on Steam and baiting somebody into, uh, you know, responding to you with, like, outrageous claims about this game? Maybe now I am. <laughs> I think you should. Yeah. Yeah. I think we should make that a thing going forward. We bait fucking developers into responding <laughs> to us on Steam. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> uh, There's a new geez. segment idea. Now that we know they're paying attention. 
Like, you know, that's the thing. I mean, you know, you always assume that when you do something like this or just write a fucking Steam review, you don't think that the people that make the game are actually going to see it. You think that yeah. you know, your peers are going to see it and maybe think, okay, no, I don't want to play this empty game. You never think that Todd Howard himself is going to roll in and be like, hey, 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 you know, I'm a human being yeah. too. The moon like, was empty. It's, <laughs> yeah. Space is empty. What do you want from me? I, mean, yeah. I don't have any imagination. I didn't make space. <laughs> Yeah, he's you know <laughs> taking up with God. Yeah, uh, call Tim Curry. <laughs> God damn it! Space. <laughs> Tim Curry, Tim Allen, same thing. Yeah, both God. No, both <laughs> really not. God, could you imagine Tim Allen and Rocky Horror Picture Show? Oh, can God. I imagine both of them being God? Yes. Somehow, uh, half with- Allen, half Curry. <laughs> Space God. They're both God, and they're like battle it out. It's like that uh, was the Demons and Angels show or whatever. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking you know the TV references today are not not landed for me. <laughs> um, Do you have a TV? But yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> that one that plays whatever Red Dwarf is. Um... <laughs> Fred Dwarf is so, a classic show. I will die on this hill. Okay. I'll see you at your funeral then. Bye. <laughs> um, Jesse, is there anything else on Starfield? The vast emptiness of Starfield? This uh, I wish. game in which you explore space and just find junk and do nothing with it? I, I, they're supposed to be like... Should some- I play it? No. <laughs> okay, cool. Just check it. I just, I just want to make sure because I mean, like, I enjoyed the Fallout you games. Especially you know, like, <laughs> of all people on the show, you should never play this game. It would waste your time. Okay, that's good to know. You'll be angry. I'll scratch it off my wish list then. Yeah, you know, I admit, just it, by being a Bethesda space game, I was initially a little bit curious, but. You know, now, uh, now I'm afraid to say, uh, afraid to play the game and say what I think. I might get, you know, might get doxxed by the fucking Bethesda guys. I don't love it. So, it's tough. Game four. I guess there was nothing else then.
Alright guys, so this is one of two games that is inspired by the classic Macintosh game Escape Velocity. Let's, uh, let's see some answers from everybody. Ooh, all right, Josie has an interesting answer. So let's see, <laughs> John drew a spaceship penis, which is kind of correct. That actually does look a lot like a ship in the game. Jesse says marathon, which is incorrect. And David says escape velocity, does that say two or three? Two? Uh, whatever is more correct. <laughs> uh, neither. This is N-A-E-V, Nave. Oh. Shit, that's not it. Hold on. That was that trick, so. <laughs> <laughs> so this is Nave, which, uh... It used to be an acronym that stood for not another escape velocity. Uh, now just it doesn't really mean that anymore. Um, this is this is an open source game that unlike most games on the show, I've actually been playing this recently. It's quite it's quite good. Uh, it does induce a lot of rage. Those last two songs were songs you tend to hear when pirates are attacking you, and that's no fun. <laughs> that is it's very hard to deal with. Uh, 
But if it, if you've ever played Escape Velocity, this scratches the Escape Velocity itch so hard. Um, did I mean, Jesse? Did you ever play Escape Velocity back in the day? Uh, it doesn't ring a bell. What what is Escape Velocity? Escape Velocity is a uh, game that takes place in space. Space. It's played from a top-down perspective, um, so your view is of your spaceship, you know, throughout the game, and you go from uh, planet to planet and star system to star system, and you can, it's a pretty open-ended game, so you can start the game and maybe just, all you want to do is trade commodities, you want to go from planet to planet and buy ore so, and water and gold and whatever, things like that, and try to sell it like, for profit. like Urquan Masters, or... I don't, that I don't know. I don't know that one. Star Control. I I feel like I've heard Star Control come up. I don't know Star Control. Is Star Control play from a top-down perspective, or is yes. it like? Okay, it might be like it. You know, I don't really know. Yeah. Okay. Um, I know you're and there's talking multiple, about that. There's multiple storylines you can follow as well. So you can. Uh, there's like an empire, you know, or I'm sorry, federation and a rebellion going on. Um, and you can join one of those two factions. There's other factions you can join. There's pirates. You can join pirates and just go steal from everybody. And lots of little side quests and things like that. Sounds I, cool. I kind of like how you asked Jesse if he had ever played Escape Velocity when I know for a fact you and I have played Escape Velocity together. <laughs> so, like... I'm well aware of this game. No, and I think John's played it too. That's why I started with Jesse <laughs> before we all just gush about oh, okay. Escape Velocity. Okay. John, I don't I, know. All, the, all those fucking old games run together. Yeah, I used to back in middle school. We had those Power Max in class, and I would bring. I brought in a copy of Escape Velocity, and we would all play it. Um, it was a lot of Is fun. That the, the one original. where it's basically pong, but with power ups. No, that's Mortal Pong. No, you're thinking of Mortal Pong Bat. <laughs> Mortal Pong has worked forever to my memory. Oh, man. Yeah, it's a good game. Then what is Escape Velocity? (laughs) Escape Velocity is... It's the boring spaceship game where you get, like, a dinky shuttle and have to run missions to get money to buy a better ship, but Johnny hacked it so you could get, like, an alien spaceship that shot laser beams in the beginning. Oh, we made it. I remember it. So it was pretty easy to build plugins to the original game. And so, David, you had little toy DeLorean, and we took that to yes, the school's scanner, and we scanned images of the DeLorean, and then made a DeLorean that you could buy in the game that just had infinite everything. It was basically invincible, and then, you know, just ran through the game like that. Man, and yeah, Well, I stuff. also remember there was a, there was a cheat hard programmed into the game where you got a weapon that was called a forklift yes where you literally like shot forklifts at other vehicles yes and 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 the game would uh the way you knew you got the forklift was when you entered the code correctly it played a snippet of like audio from an episode of mystery science theater 3000 that was like and he came at them with a forklift (laughs) it was very strange that's (laughs) very odd yeah this game was fucking cool (laughs) Can you still play it? You kind of. So there there were three of the games in the original series, and the third one came out on Windows and Mac OS, and they took the previous two games and released them as plugins for that one. So 
you can go download the Windows version and go get those original two game plugins to play it that way. So that is an option. Uh, or you can or play this game. You can play Nave, Nave, which is this game. Oh, okay, yeah. Which uh, they're putting out updates constantly. They just had an update come out last month. Um, one downside is when they put out these updates, your save file does not transfer over, and you got to start over again. But I've gotten pretty good at figuring out how to uh, get a pretty quick ship pretty quickly now, pretty pretty fast. And that, that makes the game a lot better once you get a fast ship and you can outrun those goddamn pirates. Because I swear to God, I swear to God, those pirates, those pirates are just the worst. Um, and it adds a few cool new mechanics that weren't in the original games. Like, um, in the original games, if you wanted to jump from star system to star system, you just had to get kind of outside the center of the galaxy. This one has dedicated jump points um, that you can go to. And then... There's also a concept of shipping lanes between systems and jump points, so you can decide whether you want to try to take a shortcut and go from point to point as you go through systems, or are you going to take the shipping lanes that are protected by whatever government, you know, seeing them, whether it's the Federation or um, the Zalek or, you know, so on and so forth. Uh, so that adds a new twist, because... Um, you know, I, I've been getting into playing the pirate missions where I'm smuggling uh, illegal things between systems and I need to stay the fuck out of the shipping lanes <laughs> otherwise I will get busted. Uh, and there's a whole cloaking element you can do. There's a lot a lot of fun stuff you can do in this game. So again, the rage, the reason I chose it for um, rage, the goddamn pirates appear out of fucking cool. nowhere all the time and just destroy you immediately. They're tough. So it's it's basically free right now, or? Oh, it's literally free. It's an open source game. You can just go and, yeah. and download it. I think it's on Steam. Uh, it's yeah, on ish.io. It. It's got a good cool. soundtrack. Again, a huge, pretty huge galaxy. I uh, I've still not found every single system in it. Uh, I have found, and they have new things too, like wormholes and. There's hidden jump points that only appear when you complete a mission that like has something to do with a like you're doing a quest line to where you go find like say a secret you know a secret system only known by the pirates. I've been playing a lot as the pirates. If you can't tell, it's uh I've not gotten too far into the Federation or or you know those kind of campaigns. I, I really need to take a run at those, but I enjoy the smuggling you know aspect a lot. That's a lot of fun. It looks cool. Yeah. I was looking at stuff from it. It looks really neat. I'm gonna I'm gonna download this after the show. Yeah, it's addicting. Uh, I've basically been playing it the whole break, <laughs> like like nonstop. <laughs> basically, anytime I get thirty to forty minutes, I'm like, let's play this game. And yeah, uh, I don't know if you guys remember Escape Velocity, but if you do, this is quite quite the good game to check out. <laughs> I can tell you from having just Googled a lot of stuff during this discussion, I have no memory of Escape Velocity whatsoever. Zero. <laughs> so that's why I've been keeping mum on this one. Nope. Sorry, Johnny. This one. Memory I, hold. Gone. I think the biggest thing this adds over the original games is a soundtrack. <laughs> like, oh, that's I, I remember when I played the Escape Velocity, the third game in the series, Escape Velocity Nova, and the the like loading screen played music. I'm like, oh my god, they huh. added music. That was the only music in the game. <laughs> it was during the load screen. Oh, you gotta love that. Classic <laughs> crazy comics. I was, 
I was gonna say, I feel like I wanted to use escape velocity for a previous theme, and then I looked it up and there was no soundtracks. <laughs> like, oh, fuck. Yeah, literally nothing. <laughs> but it was fine. You had your CD-ROM drive in your computer. You just put a CD in that and play it as you play the game. It worked out okay. So you're sitting there listening to, to you know, No Doubt, <laughs> playing Escape Velocity. Basically your own Guardians game. <laughs> Feeling hella good. <laughs> no, that... Glad they added a soundtrack. I like yeah. that song. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it's a good soundtrack. Uh, it's it's a, It's got some good atmospheric music. Um, and I can... I, I, there's times when I'm on a planet, I'm just like, I'm going to stay on this planet and listen to music for a while. It's, it's pretty good music. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Looks neat. So, yeah. It's a good game. Highly recommend checking it out. It's free. Free for everybody. Free is yeah, It doesn't uh, sound like it really induces a whole lot of rage. It, you know, it sounds like you enjoyed it. It sounds like you're really reaching for the rage on this. Well, he said the pirates upset him quite frequently. I know what you're saying. It, you know, yeah. It's like, you know, just you know, one little bit of rage in a game that Johnny otherwise seems to love dearly. <laughs> <laughs> do, uh, do I dare say, are you questioning the king of the show? Oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah, cool. yeah. Yeah, I, I don't believe that he was outraged by this game. I don't, you know, I don't, I'm not buying it. <laughs> well, as everybody else has had these impassioned, impassioned things to say about their games, Johnny's like, eh, I don't really like this one little thing, but this game's great and it's a freeware and you know knows everything about the game and plays it constantly. It's it's a uh, it's interesting take, Johnny. Yeah, well, you know what? As king of the show, game five.
All right. I'm going to draw this trivia out as long as possible because David's determined to hold his answer up through the last song. It's not time to show your answer, so I'm just going to have him raise his arm until it's actually time to see our answers. There we go. Yeah. Suffer. Um, so this game is the only game in this series to feature eight player mode. Everybody's feeling fantastic. I accidentally erased my answer, so I had to rewrite it. I'm not surprised. Let's see what you guys said. <laughs> oh, man. Jesse's going to the public domain and showing us his steamboat Willie. Sadly incorrect. Johnny says Mario Kart Double Dash. Sadly incorrect. And David says Mario Party 3. And he's incorrect. No, David, you were in the right series, of course, the rage-inducing Mario Party series. But as I said in the trivia, this was the only game in the series to feature eight-player mode. This is, of course, Mario, Mario Party, Party 6. 7 for the GameCube. Thank you for stepping on my fucking line. Mm. Fucking speaking of rage... <laughs> I was Mario trying to make Party. a joke. Wait, seriously, Mario Party 7 featured 8-player mode? Indeed. Incredible. What? So, yeah. one, qu quick question. What console was this on? GameCube. So, the oh, GameCube boy. had four controller ports. 
Indeed it did. <laughs> did you need two GameCubes or did people split controllers? How did this, or did you have to just like pass your controllers? How did this work? Johnny, you, you guessed it. People had to split controllers. Oh no. <laughs> it's so dumb. <laughs> There's, uh, there's, yes, a deluxe cruise mode for eight players, and you have to share controllers with a friend, and one person gets to use the left joystick and the L button, and the other person uses the C stick on the GameCube controller and the R button. And that's what you use to play your little deluxe cruise minigames with up to eight players. I hate that. Like, I hate it. I hate it so much. <laughs> I feel like it's, whoever gets the C stick gets the short end because the C stick was not as responsive as the L stick. Oh, I thought I'm gonna say it's the shorter stick. <laughs> right, exactly. It's, you know, simply a smaller stick. But it's not about the size of the stick; it's about the skill of the player. Um, but yeah, uh, no, I, I can't imagine that being fun. Obviously, I never got eight people together to play Mario Party Seven. Um, you know, this was a one-time uh, yeah, rental. Yeah, because <laughs> you know, I don't have eight friends. Um, well, you yeah. only need seven. Right. Yeah. Ne- you know, need one person to stand off to the side and tell me how fucked up this is. <laughs> um, but yeah, no. Um, it's, uh, yeah, so it's, it's Mario Party 7. Um, the one that clearly took its inspiration from a, another party game that had come out in the, the recent years. You know, we all uh, we all know and love those non-Mario Party party games, na- namely Muppets Party Cruise. And so for, for Mario Party 7, the story is, of course, that all of the characters are on a cruise together, and they don't invite Bowser. And they cruise around to different locations in our actual world. And, uh, you know, Bowser maybe uh, mixes it up, gets involved a little bit. You know, classic Mario Party stuff. But yeah, the game has, uh, you know, it's uh, got party cruise mode and you cruise around to the various boards, uh, which are, hold on, let me refresh my memory. Uh, You know, of course, the Grand Canals of Venice. uh, Pagoda Peak, a China-themed board with uh, dragons and temples. Pyramid Park, I'll I'll give you one guess where that is. Nebraska. Central America. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, Neon Heights, the American level, which apparently is like some kind of pastiche of Las Vegas and then just like cities in general. It's got like neon lights, a movie studio, a baseball field. So, and yeah, it's, uh, so it's, it's apparently the American level. And before, you know, let me just get the last one out. Windmillville, the Dutch level. Oh. The, the, of course, the, you know, the fifth world location the dutch board <laughs> so i just want to say of course las vegas in the middle of nevada famously surrounded by water i mean technically eventually Wait, what did i say about water well you were talking about like it's a cruise ship going to different ports and oh, everything right yeah no i mean the cruise ship's just the framing device obviously yeah but, yeah so would you I guess the, the first couple do seem like they might be water related. But yeah, no, yeah. It's again, it's, it's not Las Vegas. It's Neon Heights, but it's you know the America one that looks like Las Vegas plus baseball plus movies. I don't know. It's, it's a mess. So there's a lot of cruising in this game. 
seems there seems there might be cool is there a follow-up to that <laughs> no no who doesn't need okay. to be <laughs> okay. I, I also like the fact that the plot of this game is like because this was on the gamecube correct mm-hmm so like hey we're doing a, a kart racing tournament Bowser, come on in. We're doing, you know, a tennis tournament and a golf tournament and a baseball tournament. Bowser, come on in. We're having a party on a cruise ship. Bowser, keep the fuck away. I mean, I'm kind of, I kind of get it. You know, <laughs> like Bowser, you want him hanging out with that, you know, in the athletic competitions. He probably, you know, muscles his way into the racing. And he does eventually, obviously, muscle his way into this fucking vacation. But like, you know, you get certain friends you're just not inviting on things. <laughs> like, uh, I don't want Bowser on my fucking cruise ship, just, you know, mucking things up, breathing fire all over the place and what have you. I kind of get it. It is odd, though, that they invite Waluigi and Wario. I also Whoa. wouldn't want to go on vacation with them. No, no, no. <laughs> I feel like, like... at all. <laughs> I feel like Bowser would be better on vacation than those two. Yeah, those guys would get weird with it. So maybe actually they would be fun vacation friends. Like, maybe you get to the... You know, the Vegas place, and you just kick it with Wario and Waluigi, get real fucking weird with it. Ah. You know, you also invited Boo. Boo is on this vacation, so, you know, there's a ghost. I don't, you know, I don't know. They probably should have just invited Bowser. Probably could have avoided the whole problem with the story. Yeah, I feel um, like I feel yeah, like Wario and Waluigi would be fun in Vegas, because they would be the first guys to be like, hey guys, let's take some mushrooms and go see Cirque du Soleil. Like, they're going to have a good time exactly. with it. Let's hit, the buffet th- let's hit the buffet three times and then go to the bunny ranch. What do you say? Like, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Goddamn, Wario, you're yeah. insatiable. <laughs> See, I just, yeah. I feel like, and maybe I'm just thinking too logically about this. I feel like Probably. Bowser has to have his feelings hurt. It's like, yeah, we're inviting a bunch of people to a cruise. Not you, though. Instead, we're going to invite the ghost of someone who died and my literal evil doppelganger but Mm -hmm. you can't come yeah i mean i get it you know as somebody that's lost relatives if i could bring their ghost on a vacation with me i'd bring them like (laughs) yeah straight up yeah but but uh, you can never look at them face to face exactly that'd be the weird part (laughs) and they'd want to like lick me and yeah it's just weird (laughs) um yeah ghosts are strange but yeah, so uh, as far as the actual game goes, it's Mario Party. So naturally, it destroys friendships and you know is secretly not fun at all. This one, uh, I was you know I misremembered it. This was not the only uh, uh, version of the game to use the Nintendo GameCube microphone. This was actually the second of the two Mario Party games that used the Nintendo GameCube microphone. And man, you want to talk about a rage-inducing peripheral, uh, Johnny? What do you know of the Nintendo GameCube microphone? Uh, I know that it exists, and I learned that just now. I, I really don't know <laughs> yeah. a lot about it. I think it plugged into a memory card slot, or did it take up a controller I was going to say, port? so if you got four controllers to play eight-player Mario Party games, where are you plugging in that microphone? <laughs> the answer is, of course, the memory card slot. <laughs> the answer is, of course, up your ass. Con- <laughs> yes. <laughs> Wait, hold up. Did it really plug into the memory card slot? Yes. It's a wild peripheral. <laughs> For some reason, I thought it was always in a controller port. I never knew it was a memory card slot. Yeah. I did like that when I rented this, they rented the microphone with it. 
because otherwise there would have been no point to running this. Like, you know, I'm not trying to play these games without the microphone. Like, it's, uh, you know, the yeah, whole point of this you? game was the mic mini games. Um, well, they, they do have options to play it without. But, I mean, the point is the microphone. Like, and man, these mini games, they, they, they're so fun. It's so good to have games that you control with a speaking function with a Nintendo GameCube mic. Like, uh, you know, balloon busters. Yeah, how, do you, how do you think you affect a balloon with a microphone plugged into the GameCube? You I feel it. like you yell until it either pops the balloon or inflates the balloon. See, you'd think that. And you would also think, based on Nintendo and how they do the DS and 3DS mics, you'd think it'd be a blowing game. <laughs> That's where you'd be wrong, my friend. The, the the way you play Balloon Busters is you take turns, because it's a four-player minigame, you hand the microphone around. It's it's kind of like a hot potato game. You hold the mic and you say, bigger, bigger, <laughs> bigger, bigger. And you can say bigger up to five times before you have to pass the microphone to somebody else. And whoever's holding the microphone when the thing explodes in your face... They uh, they lose and they're out for that round. Explosive That's the fantastic controls <laughs> that you know are only possible with something like the GameCube microphone. Um, you know, don't forget, of course, you know, the fantastic game Clock Watchers, where the game basically says, "All right, here's the a ticking clock, and you have to stop it after a certain number of seconds." And to stop it, you say "stop" into a microphone. Um, wow. These are quality games, fellas. Quality games. <laughs> Man. I feel like there would be no issues with delay in you saying stop and the game <laughs> yeah. registering stop. Exactly. I mean, it makes so much more sense to say stop into a microphone than it does to simply press a giant button labeled A. Like, it just... It, it's, it's, a, it's a great peripheral they added for these games. And, they, you know, there's 10 dynamite minigames that use the peripheral. Out of 88 possible minigames, 10 of them use this fantastic <laughs> microphone. Um, Wait, I'm sorry. 10 whole games? 10 games, David. 10. <laughs> and, yes, yes it's... Uh, yeah, it's not It's not fun. It's not good. <laughs> it's like... It's, it's... You can have enough fun with this game in the time that you would get to play it at, like, a Walmart back in the day, like a demo oh. kiosk. You could really get your fill of this game. It truly is. I don't want to say a low point of the Mario Party series because I'm not prepared to you know power rank the series or whatever. But it is just like, nah. There's there's just nothing here. Like it's it's not fun. It, you know the series has really gone stale, and the mic is not the revolutionary thing that they. I don't know, seem to think it was. Yeah, you know, I, I did look up the GameCube mic. The other games that use this microphone, uh, Mario Party 6, Mario Party 7, uh, Chibi Robo. Oh. And uh, something something called Odama, which apparently <laughs> is a pinball-based real-time strategy game I, that uses the microphone for some reason. I hear that game's wild. That was the, like, medieval Japanese pinball game where you could, like, shout commands to inspire your troops. Yeah, I don't know. If I had that known about that... That was a weird fucking game. <laughs> I would have just spent the entire time stoned and holding that mic and just saying, thanks, Odama. 
That's all <laughs> I would have been doing. That <laughs> would have been the gag the whole time, and there would never be any gameplay. Cheesing <laughs> out and saying thanks, so dumb. Because <laughs> that's sold. so fucking dumb. Yep, done and done. Um, so the other uh, the other thing about um, this that I discovered today is that man, the uh, you know I love. Uh, learning about these things online, uh, looking at very detailed wiki pages for things like Mario Party games. You know, Super Mario Wiki is just a treasure trove of information, uh, sometimes too much information. Um, and so I want to do a quick lightning round about the mini games of Mario Party 7, Johnny, if you want to hit it. So I've got two clues for each of you. These clues will be the names of minigames in Mario Party 7. And what I would like you to do is explain to me what the name of these minigames is based on. It's a, you know, like a playful reference of some sort. And I would like you to do your best to say it as extensively as the Mario Wiki has stated the names of these games. Uh, so, for example, for the game Number Crunchers, Number Cruncher, Number Crunchers is a one versus three Mike minigame in Mario Party 7. Its name originally refers to people or computers that manipulate large amounts of numerical data. So, I would like you to give me the detailed explanation as close as possible to Super Mario Wiki for these Mario Party 7 minigames. And we're going to start with Jesse. Jesse, your minigame is Be My Chum. So, this game is about um, trying to have uh, bees become your friend. <laughs> hey, that's it. It's, it's a solid guess. Um, what if I told you it was more of a maritime setting? Would you be able to explain it a little bit better? Oh, okay. So it's about uh, dumping a lot of dead fish in the water. So uh, like sharks will come and um, eat the chum. It's like, the, that's what you call it, chum. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Be My Chum is a one versus three Mike minigame in Mario Party 7. The name refers to the phrase, be my chum, which is a phrase one uses to become friends, and chum, which refers to fish organs. Jesse, I'd say that gets you a point. Yeah. Oh, man. I'm feeling chumly. All right, David. It's time for Bananas Faster. Um... Bananas Faster is a minigame in Mario Party 7 whose name references the dessert Bananas Foster. More information, please. <laughs> uh, it is a it is a minigame in which players compete um, utilizing no, not about that, bananas. About bananas Foster. <laughs> While moving faster. <laughs> Bananas Faster 
is a multiplayer minigame in Mario Party 7. Its title is a pun on Bananas Foster, a rich dessert made from bananas and ice cream, among other ingredients. <laughs> hey, fuck you. David, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a half a point. <laughs> Just, you, know, you, you were in the you were in the ballpark. You understood the reference, but you didn't explain you didn't explain the ingredients of bananas foster properly. Uh, Johnny, <laughs> the right, ingredients being bananas, ice cream, and other, <laughs> and m- many other ingredients. <laughs> yeah, it's all right, so Johnny. Here here it goes. Take me home. Okay, so Take Me Home is a minigame in Mario Party 7, and the title uh, is a reference to the song Take Me Home Tonight, in which a uh, (laughs) guy is singing to a woman about how, you know, he'd really like to bang her and all that, and, uh, you know, asking, hey, take me home tonight, and that's how the song goes, and that's what the minigame's about. (laughs) Yes, okay. <laughs> the Mario Wiki uses the phrase "banger." <laughs> You're really overlooking the spelling and pronunciation of "ohm." Uh, you know, take me ohm, O H M. Um, because Johnny, take me ohm is a four-player minigame in Mario Party Seven. Its name is a pun on the phrase "take me home" and "ohm," the unit of electrical resistance. Oh my God. Hey, fuck you. Johnny, you weren't even in the ballpark, man. Yeah. <laughs> Zero points. Right. Let's finish this up. So, second round, final round. Jesse, your minigame is Oil Crisis. Oh, boy. Okay, so Oil Crisis is a minigame in Mario Party 7 <laughs> in which players um, fight over land in the Middle East. Um, oil oil crisis is a pun uh, referencing um, such things that are going on um, and uh, there's an oil rig and Wario s- enjoys his time there you were in the ballpark Jesse uh, oil crisis is a four player mic minigame in Mario Party 7 the term oil crisis references the 1973 oil crisis, which occurred when the price of oil skyrocketed due to an embargo on the part of the Organization of Arab Petroleum Exporting Countries. God, kids love those kind of references. That's in the Mario <laughs> Wiki. <laughs> daddy, daddy, they're they're talking about explain OPEC. <laughs> Mario's doing OPEC. <laughs> I never thought I'd look to the Mario Wiki for anti-Jimmy Carter statements. <laughs> All right. Um, after that uh, comes David. David, your mini game is Clock Watchers. <laughs> I feel like there's one of two ways I could go with this. <laughs> <laughs> Clock Clock Watchers is a mini game in Mario Party 7 <laughs> that whose whose name references um a a neighborhood watch organization designed 
to <laughs> take account of those who flash members of the citizenship. <laughs> um, <laughs> re- referencing the name of this group, Cock Watchers. Yes. You're close, David. It's much, much more simple than that. Clock Watchers. <laughs> Am I, though? There's a four-player four player Mike minigame found in Mario Party 7. Its name is a play on clock and both forms of the word watch, parentheses, which is a term for a miniature clock or a verb meaning to observe. Wow. Man. Yeah. And so, Johnny, you're going to take it home with your explanation of herbicidal maniac. <laughs> All right, so Herbicidal Maniac <laughs> is a six-player two-mic minigame in Mario Party 7. Uh, where, two mics! <laughs> where the player, where, in, in the name is a reference. You're only explaining the name. I should have said that much sooner. Only explain what the name means. <laughs> and so the name Herbicidal Maniacs is a reference to Homicidal Maniacs, except that you are constantly murdering plants throughout this mini game rather than murdering other characters or people. <laughs> or mm-hmm. people. Um, you know, you're on you're on the right track, Johnny. Uh, you know, the game is played by shooting bombs at piranha plants. However, Herbicidal Maniac is a 2v2 minigame in Mario Party 7. The minigame's name is a portmanteau of homicidal maniac, which is a term that refers to a person with an insane desire to kill people <laughs> and herbicide, a chemical used to kill plants. Thank you. Thank you, Mario Wiki, for explaining <laughs> homicidal maniac. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry, John. I just want to interject because I don't think I heard. Did I receive any points for my second no. round or no? No, okay. you didn't. I'm sorry. <laughs> I appreciated the effort, but no, it was it was just clock watching, David. It was you know it was a clock and a watch. You know, a watch being a small clock, and also you're looking at a clock. You're watching it. That's you know, I couldn't have made it more simple. Layers. Um, but thank you, thank you, Mario Mario Wiki for the fucking paragraph explaining it. Um, I honestly, I kind of want to go through like every single Mario Party minigame now and see what these fucking explanations are because it's just like I'm sorry, you, you, what crazy Mario Wiki completionist pedant went through here and fucking was like, all right, now hold on, I got to explain like you know number crunchers. That's you know people are gonna want to know that. Like, I don't know. I found it to be quite humorous and also rage-inducing, just because you know, it's the internet. Um, but yeah, Mario Party Seven, um, an outrage, outrage of a game. Microphones, herbicidal maniacs, um, you know Bowser not being invited on the cruise. Um, <laughs> just a big fucking mess of a game, as many Mario Party games tend to be. You know, fun games, messy games, um, you know, games that. Uh, Cause, uh, cause great rage uh, to, you know, fester inside of all of us. I mean, you know, I don't know what it is about these like delightful games that bring out the absolute worst in people. Like, you know, do you think maybe that was why they added eight player mode to get people having to touch the same controller and feel a sense of sharing at some point in the game? Like, kind of like in the the Mario Party game that came out on Switch where they made everybody high five all the time. Like, is that the one you know, where they're riding in the car all together? 
No, that's Mario Party 9. I like that one. <laughs> that, that one's pretty fun. <laughs> it, you know, it was a weird shakeup to the formula, but it, it had its moments. Um, I'm not going to power rank the series right now, but 9's in my upper half of the uh, of the Mario Party games. Um, mm, that's choice. I mean, you know, I don't know. It's like 17 fucking Mario Party games. It's pretty wide net. Um, no, I know. I just pop, the, pop the car kind of turned me off. Okay, David, he's you know anti-motorist. He likes to walk places. I get it. You know, it's a choice. Um, I like carpooling. There was always four people in the car. That was the important thing. I like uh, the board game aspect. It doesn't work well when you're all going to the same spot. Yeah, no, it's it's no in the big scheme of things, idiotic. But I found the game fun. Um, Good mini games, though. Which is more than I can say for Mario Party 7. That's the thing. You know, so what do you want? You want four people rolling around in a car? Or do you want to be talking to a balloon until it explodes in your face? <laughs> I don't uh, know. When you word it like that. <laughs> yeah. Talking to this big red thing until it blows up all over your face. Um, man, Johnny, uh, it's time, I guess, to, to take this thing home. Yeah. Home? For the first time in the new year. It's time to hit the calculating computer. Calculating computer activated. Computers. Beeps. Oh, sorry. I was uh, checking up on the chat. What was that? Beeps. Scoring complete. This game's winner is... John Harrington. Hell yeah, man. What a... What a game. What an outrageous result. Um... You know, I'm not mad about that. You know, what I am mad about is uh, the show in general. Weird vibe on tonight's show. You know, you know, most of us, uh, most of the show is about space games. What was that about? What yeah, is it about is outer weird. space that makes everybody so upset? It's what? fucking. You know, it's I didn't do a space it's rage game. inducing. It's cold outside. There's no kind of atmosphere. Mm. I mean, we're right, all alone, true. more or less. Mm, yeah. You've been playing too much Starfield, Jesse. You know, a lot of space games. They're fun. And have things in them. <laughs> Name <saying>. one. It was, <laughs> it was a good show. You know, a good uh, good pile of rage-inducing games. I feel like we all kept our cool. Kind of suspiciously so. I feel like, you know, maybe we didn't all hate these games as much as we thought. Maybe, uh, you know, I don't know, maybe we're telling lies on this episode. We're just playing our part, doing our bits. Yeah, you know, I don't know. Anybody else feel that? Feel something weird, like a weird vibe on tonight's episode? Like maybe we're kind of scraping the barrel and you know, not really oh. getting to be our true selves. You know, there's... no, I hate Balan Wonderworld. Oh, okay. There's yeah, yeah. there's Yuji been a Naka weird thing bugging me this. Up. It's been a weird thing bugging me this whole episode, guys. I don't know if you've noticed. There's been this thing behind me all goddamn night. Yeah, I didn't want to ask, man. I, oh, hey, I, what is you know, that? It's uh, It seemed personal, deeply personal, so I, I really didn't want to bring it up, but there has been some sort of mystifying slit over Johnny's shoulder this entire episode. And yeah. It so concerns over the break, me. I was, yeah, over the break, I was doing some chatbot coding, and I divided by zero. And when I did that, it kind of opened a tear in 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 the fabric of the universe, uh, and that's what's been behind me this whole episode. 
Oh, um, what? That's not good. Yeah. And so Ten. I took a little peek, and it turns out there's an infinite number of universes out there. Whoa. I don't have to be just king of this show. I could be king of all the shows. Oh, no. Right? So I've grown lustful with power here. The, the idea of being the king of every oh, no. GTT in the multiverse. He's going to be Johnny, like Zelly. <laughs> I've never asked you this before. Is your middle name Majors? Are you a great it, it man? Is. A great, great man? I, I, I Yes, <laughs> I am. I don't know this reference, but I am. Johnny Majors Regan? <laughs> I don't know who that is. Yes. Google, I, I Google don't John, know that we should go with the Majors Google reference. Google John Majors uh, multiverse and just see, uh, see how close you get to this reference. Oh, <laughs> oh I see. No. Jesus so, anyways, Christ. I think as king of the show, I'm going to take us all through this portal right behind me, and we're going to find ourselves a few multiverses to take over. What? And, uh, what? that's it. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> we're going to find out. Listen, guys, Sonic the Hedgehog 1, best Sonic game that's ever made. I don't know why they made any games after that, to be perfectly honest. It's just absolute perfection. Yeah, and then once you get to the, the last world, then you get, to, you get to unlock Rosalina. Great. Like, does she honestly need to be in every Mario game? She is such a boring bitch. Guys, I'm really serious. Uh, RPGs with first-person battle systems are the, it's the only way to go, you know. I don't want to see my, you know, character. That's It really takes the immersiveness out for me. Yeah, guys, I played through this uh, this new Secret of Mana remake. Uh, I 100%ed this bitch, and I gotta say, I love it. Especially the soundtrack. Guys, I love geology. I don't know, man. Um, it just kind of has that vibe of, like, one of those old, schlocky, B-grade monster movies, and that's not really my thing. You know, it's a good game. I like the characters, but I gotta say, uh, the villain, this guy, Sephiroth, I feel, feel nothing when I look at this character. Absolutely nothing. Okay, yeah, we should we should probably wrap up this segment pretty soon because I I could keep going for another hour. Like honestly, I have so many good childhood memories of playing Final Fantasy IV on my Super Nintendo as a kid. Guys, I just really wish you would stop getting like perverted during the show. Can we just talk about the video game music? I oh. You guys always make things weird with your weird sex jokes, and it makes me uncomfortable. I've never been more excited for any kind of game than uh, with these new downloadable courses for Mario Kart 8. Every single one of them is a hitter. Alright, listen guys, I got a question for you. Would you rather fight 100 horse-sized horses or one duck-sized duck? So, so hang on, I'm sorry, uh, Jesse, you said this was a 3DS game? Because I love my 3DS and I have literally never heard of 
Box Boy? Like, what the fuck is Box Boy? I am here to compete in the honor of my father, Jesse Moore, who perished during September shenanigans. Shit, that sound means there's no GTT here. Everybody hold on! Jack. Oh god. <laughs> what the fuck was oh. that, man? <laughs> oh. I'm dizzy. I think we've crashed. We've crashed in a new universe that doesn't have a game that tune. I, we kind of passed all the ones I wanted to take over. And oh, uh, that shoot. didn't work out at all. <laughs> so... Yeah, surprise, surprise. <laughs> I think I died in one of them. <laughs> That's yeah, cool. This universe where you're dead, Jesse. <laughs> like, fuck. Hmm. I mean, at least there's only one. Yeah. Yeah. But, man. So, um, at least o only one that we know of. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. We don't, you know, there was only a handful of universes. My God, Johnny. I'm glad you. I don't know. Did, did we seal up the portal? Are we back? So we're back in. This is what we're calling reality now? I guess this is where we live now. Is this new universe where GTT oh, okay. never happened? Gotcha. It's a. Hmm. Uh, yeah. So what you're saying is. We can use. Uh, we can use all the games that we previously used on the show because all the all bets are off. And yeah, uh, yeah, okay. I like we that. We get to redefine what we want GTT to be. Yeah, wow, yeah, that's that's oh. even crazier. It's you know not just oh. about <laughs> what games we could use on game that tune. We could forge a bold new path for the entire podcast and our entire online presence right now. Are, are, are we just doing it? We're in a new universe, new year, new GTT. We're, we we're rebooting the show? We could get Chris Pratt to play me. Hell yeah! No! I in this universe, I support this! this. <laughs> <laughs> so, in this this new universe, our, our next episode doesn't necessarily have to be a guessing game show with four people? I mean, it could be it, anything it does we want. Not. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. This nice. just opens up a, a world of possibilities. Yeah, I, you know, hmm. You know, I'm scared, but I'm into it. I got two words for you. Bay Blade. What? <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm not sure that is two words. Uh, or how it pertains to this next episode all beyblade songs okay cool so uh, yeah okay so fine we've fallen through the portal the show is is rebooted soft um no, do i I'm need to hard, even john do we need to declare a theme for the next episode i never even got to that before we fell through the fucking portal <laughs> yeah no well, i think we should so i think i guess it's a good time to announce we're we're, we're changing up how we're gonna be doing the show we're we're not gonna be doing game that tune every single episode. We'll have we'll have game that tune, and then we'll have other weeks where we do something different to be you know to be announced. Uh, so I do think we should pick the theme for the next game that tune. It's just that next week won't necessarily be game that tune. Next week is gonna be something different. I like it. Uh, and in the spirit of uh, new beginnings. I'm going to say that us falling through that portal constitute a free play jingle, and we're just going to do a free play next time we do game that tune. We're going to, going to start <laughs> off with whatever the fuck we want, because, hey, no rules, new universe, just right. 
Exactly, baby. <laughs> you know, here we are. <laughs> Fucking Outback Steakhouse in it. <laughs> Gonna get some onion well, petals. Well, wait, hang, <laughs> hang, hang on just a second, John. I'm looking here at this new universe's rules for Game That Tune. There doesn't seem to be anything written. So, wow. yeah, I guess that's fine. Okay, yeah, we can define the rules as we uh, as we go on. But yes, wow. Um, let's uh, let's get a blooming onion for the table and uh, start deciding what we want this bold new path for Game That Tune to be. This will be uh, this will be good. Um, better get two actually. I could probably eat one by myself. You guys share the other. One. Um, Man, one time me and my friend Russell, we each got a blooming onion and we tried to like race and like oh no, and, and like we both got like oh, God, halfway done. And we're like, we should save this for later. It was really good. Though. Yeah, probably. Mm. We learned a lot well, that day, and we learned a lot this day. Um, one, never trust Johnny to do anything related to you know the fabric of the universe quantum computing um art art <laughs> well we gave him too much time off yeah we sure did yeah exactly we gave him six weeks to complete a drawing of the fabric of the universe tearing in, you know in twain and uh we got back the mystic slit so um <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. I don't see any art. I literally just see a tear in the fabric of space time. Exactly. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be good. Yeah, game that tune, trying new things. I'm into it. We've been doing this show for quite some time. We're approaching our, you know, what is it? We're, we're rounding the uh, rounding out our eighth year of doing the show. Time to time to shake it up. We've had a had a good run doing guessing games in which you can't repeat yourself. And uh, things like that. But it's time to uh, loosen things up a little bit. You know, we've been so tight, and, you know, uptight, and, you know, so rule follow for all these years. It's time to Game That Tune really bust loose a little bit. <laughs> loosen those ties. Casual <laughs> it's Wednesdays. It's such a stuffy show. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, clothing optional Wednesdays from now on. Um, man, yeah. Game That Tune Rebirth. It's good. It's going to be real good. I think we might need a new logo. <laughs> uh, oh, there it goes. <laughs> we just had 13. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, I think we got something to choose from. So, guys, what a show. What a time. Um, I guess we're going to close it out like we normally do, though, huh? I'm just going to say thank you, everybody, for listening. If you're still here on the other side of the uh, insane portal jump that we did, thank you. Thank you for listening. Uh, thank you for watching live with us live still every Wednesday night, twitch.tv slash game that tune. We love seeing you guys in the chat, hanging out, chit chatting, uh, you know, and we're still so, so happy to be back. So happy to have you guys with us. Thank you everybody checking us out in podcast form. Our podcast comes out Tuesday mornings, game that tune.com or anywhere that you get your podcast. Who knows if we're going to make any changes to that schedule. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, we'll do what feels right, but Check us out in podcast form. We appreciate you guys listening. Um, thank you to everybody checking out Patreon. Patreon.com slash Game That Tune. Of course, still the home for awesome exclusives. Um, we haven't uh, haven't done an update there in a bit, but I've got uh, a lot of stuff on deck that I need to do to catch up. But, um, you know, we uh, we appreciate you guys supporting us at Patreon regardless. It, uh, you know, it 
Helps us keep the lights on at our 24-7 video game music live stream at gttradio.com. And it just makes us feel good about us getting support from you guys. So we love you guys. Patreon.com slash game that tune. Uh, special thanks, of course, to our absurd fans on Patreon, um, whose names I know by heart and do not have to look up after several weeks off. Uh, I am, of course, talking about our beloved absurd fans, Daniel Perky, Taylor Y., Sam L., Phoenix Tier 2121, Beast Pond, and the Kerrigan. Fantastic group of people. Um, just, uh, just the best. We've got the best fans. Um, our request. What was our request tonight, Johnny? Who gave us that request? That request was Cobalt Core, and it came from Taylor Y in our Discord. Mm-hmm. Taylor, Patreon absurd fan, all around uh, good Nick, uh, good requests, good tunes. Discord's a great place to make those requests. We uh, we always love getting you guys requests there, and we'll keep you guys uh, in the loop on whatever this new era of Game That Tune might hold going forward. So stick with us in Discord. We love hanging out with you guys. And uh, is there anything else that we need to, to promote, Johnny? Anything, you know, was there any other push? I think we we're you know pretty much there, right? Yeah, I think that's it. Yeah, cool. New uh, new shows, new uh, new ideas coming soon. New year, new GTT. It's going to be fun. So uh, we love you guys, and I guess we're going home with my bonus tunes, and I'm just going to give you a little taste of the best of 2023 mixtape that I could not get completed. That was one of my big pushes for the end of the year during our break, and my computer crashed, and I didn't get to make the best of 2023 mixtape. I lost all my work on it. I was very disheartened. So I'm going to play you one song from one of my favorite games and favorite soundtracks of the past year. Of course... The game is Octopath Traveler 2, and relevant to tonight's uh, occurrence, I guess now, uh, it's the song The Journey for Freedom Ends, uh, just as the first era of Game That Tune has now come to an end, and we are now unburdened, uh, you know, unsaddled, and able to have complete and utter freedom over what games we want to choose going forward. The journey for freedom has ended. Just as tonight's episode has ended. We love you guys. Peace out, everybody.
Balan Wonderworld is copyright 2021 Square Enix. Cobalt Core is copyright 2023 Brace Yourself Games. Starfield is copyright 2023 Bethesda Softworks. Nave is copyright 2017 Nave Team. Mario Party 7 is copyright 2006 Nintendo of America Incorporated. <laughs>